In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In our Gospel, Luke begins his account of Christ's public ministry with a historical marker. He does this also in Luke chapter 1 when he's talking, or Luke chapter 2 actually, when he talks about the the nativity of our Lord. And this is a very important point for us to consider because maybe for a Gentile living in his day who may have only known the pagan gods, this is very important. In the mythology of Greece and Rome, there are no historical markers. But here specifically, Luke makes the point that the coming of Jesus Christ is not something which is mythological. This isn't a fabrication. This isn't simply a story, a novel, theological fiction. That the coming of Jesus Christ is in history, that he existed, he is real. So it is important for us to understand that if God has indeed entered into human history, the word made flesh dwelling among us, then what we read in the Gospels has meaning. What we read in the Gospels, therefore, makes demand of us. It, make, it requires a response from us. And we see he begins the account of the appearance of John the Baptist. And for the people of Judea, this was a long time in waiting. There had not been a prophet in Israel since the days when Israel returned from its exile in Babylon, when the Jews were permitted to return under the Persian emperor Cyrus. To be able to return to Jerusalem, to rebuild the temple, to restore the temple sacrifices. And yet, for those ancient Jewish people, they knew that their exile had not yet ended. Even though they had yet returned to their homeland, there was something missing. The Davidic king. For a Davidic king was not appointed over the people. And so for hundreds of years they waited for a prophet. It is as if God had become silent. And breaking that silence is the voice of John the Baptist. The voice of one crying out in the desert proclaiming a baptism for the repentance of sins. And of course, a baptism would have meant to the ancient Jews of that time that something unique and different was happening. For of course, in the temple, if one wanted to atone for a sin, they brought a, an animal to be sacrificed. And as we know, the priests who were preparing for that sacrifice would engage in a ritual bath, a ritual cleansing to prepare themselves to make of themselves an offering to God, to prepare themselves to offer sacrifice in the presence of God. John the Baptist also is clad in the garb of Elijah the prophet. So when John appeared, the people of Jerusalem and the surrounding region knew that something different was happening, that God was active and alive and doing something new. 
preparing the people for the coming of the Messiah. John preached this baptism of repentance so that they would be prepared to meet the one of whom John felt he was not unworthy to untie his sandal straps. To meet the Son of God, he who became incarnate, who would save us from our sins and who would baptize us with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This message makes a demand of us as we are in this penitential season of Advent, preparing for the celebration of the nativity of our Lord, that we are called to examine ourselves, just as we should we examine ourselves at the beginning of every Holy Mass with the Confidior, that we are asked to acknowledge our sins, to prepare ourselves for the sacred mysteries. Because the road to faith is through repentance. Often, we think that we want to make God in our own image and likeness. That the world wishes to conform religion to its demands. That we give up doctrines of the church so that we could conform to the world, so that we somehow can make things easier, so that it doesn't really make a sacrifice to participate. But the Lord is calling us to fulfillment. The Lord is calling us to live fully alive in him. And in order to do that, we must turn away from our sins, to turn away from that which blocks our a full and true relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as we continue this Lenten season, we should consider our lives, take pause, just as we would in Lent, to consider where we are going, what are we attached to, what can I get rid of in my life which blocks my relationship with Christ, to avail ourselves of the sacraments of confession, to resolve to open our hearts in prayer and asking the Lord to reveal to us his deep and merciful love so that we could come to know him, to love him, and enjoy that peace that comes with being a child of God. So let us today, as we continue in the celebration of Holy Mass, resolve to examine ourselves, to prepare ourselves, to make a way for the Lord in our hearts, so that when we come together each and every Sunday at this Holy Mass, that when the Lord comes to us in Holy Communion, we may welcome him into our hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.